Welcome to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, where I, Tanner Prentice, guide five of my closest friends through an original adventure playing the tabletop role-playing game Pathfinder 2nd Edition. In the world of Rell, five strangers brought together a resistance under the shadow of the Blackreach Empire. Until everything changed. A villain and former lover named Hogoth fractured the planes of existence, ushering in an endless night and an era of undeath. All in the name of an undying dragon, Zarox. Now, the fate of Rel is left to these five adventurers. My name is Ayla, and I play Bo Cantrell, a fallen Asimar and cleric, with Cosmios, the god of fate, as my deity. Hi, my name is Zane, and I play Cinder Lafayette, the halfling investigator with a dicey past. My name is Octavia, and I play Starlet Moonbow of the Dragonfire Isles. Starlet, or Star, as she's better known by her companions, is on a mission to save her true love, Faya, from the Maiden of Spiders. Hi, my name is Latara, and I play Kiarin Nimone the Sadistic, the Dolel champion of Emin, who yearns for that redemption that is so far out of her reach. I'm Brendan, and I play Groth, the half-giant magus who may have fallen in love with the wrong man worshipped the wrong god, and then accidentally brought the two together. These five heroes are the last best hope to save Rel, but can they overcome this darkness that spreads under the shattered sky? Find out now on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Alright guys, I'm coming in hot today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am so fucking mad. Not at you. Don't worry. I am mad at my little fucking devil cat. My little devil cat who... Oh, God. I don't even know where to begin with this. So, when we moved into the place we're living now, we're uh, kind of on, like, a field. So, we there's a possibility of having mice in the house. We're like, great, we have a cat, no problem. And one of the first months we lived here, Viper caught and killed a mouse. And she just dropped it on the stairs and we're like, good kitty, good job. Well, this little fucking monster, two nights ago, brought a mouse into our room and then let it loose and chased it around our room at three in the morning, like a fucking little Velcro panther, just gripping to the carpet, like just <laughs> ripping and tearing. And so we turned on the lights and it chased this mouse under this unmovable cabinet. And we we're like, well, fuck. And Ayla and I went back to sleep and woke up the next morning and we we're like, well, no mouse corpse. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. Okay. It was a fluke. She thought it was dead. No problem. Until three times this morning. She did the same thing with the same mouse and she just keeps it alive and it's just chasing it around and like well, she'll bring it, it back. She'll pick it up in her mouth and just hold it and then she'll drop it and it'll run and she'll be like, oh, fuck, yeah. And so <laughs> a fucking so it happened probably like three, four in the morning, it happened at like seven in the morning and then it happened again at like 11 when we we're awake. And so I managed to chase her and the mouse and I got the mouse trapped under like a a dog dish 
and then we put some cardboard under it and i was going to take it downstairs to like release it outside in the field and i fucking slipped and fell down the stairs but i couldn't like brace my fall because i have a cardboard box balanced beneath like a dog dish and i don't i i don't think i've ever been so mad at an animal my back hurts i'm tired and i'm ready to kill you guys did you get the mouse out though? Can't wait. Yeah, we got yeah, the mouse but it's out. Probably gonna come right back in because we don't mission accomplished. Things. Yeah. yeah. I put it I way a, out um, in the field, and I'm sure one of the birds got it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a um, similar experience when I was, I don't know, probably like 13. I was staying the night at my buddy's place, and their house was like unfinished in a lot of ways. So like you hear the utilities and all kinds of stuff, and it was it was just kind of like creepy in general. Not that it was it was perfectly fine, but it was it was just kind of creepy at night. Um, and all of a sudden, a fucking bat comes under the door. <laughs> what the fuck? What like, are you guys doing in here? I was like, "What's uh, what's going on?" And it like crawls away from the door like four steps, and then like just kind of slumps onto the ground. And is like, ah, "I'm tired." You you, you and, definitely have rabies, and uh, then. It, like cat paw chases it underneath <laughs> i just see this cat like trying to pull it back but it can't quite reach it because the bat was smart for a second i was like oh okay i guess i'm gonna risk rabies taking this bat outside so i don't risk rabies letting this bat be in the house and i walk out and this fucking cat starts attacking me because it was mad that i stole its bat and it i just hate cats dude it sat at the door <laughs> Like after I had let the bat go, went back up into my buddy's room, laid down. It started going <laughs> underneath the bat. No, the cat. Okay, because it was so fucking mad that I let that bat go that it started just yeah. like growling incessantly, and it didn't stop until the next day. I didn't sleep at all that night. Dude, Viper was growling at me when we were chasing this fucking mouse and i was like you're you don't even pay rent you have one job like I don't you're understand. not even killing it you're just like fucking with it and it's like yeah. it's getting really sad because this thing has been tortured for like 48 hours by her and yeah and then watching tanner fall down the stairs and still catch like he still kept it close so, but like it could have just like totally like, fell on. Like you could have imagine if you falling and the mouse just like fucking lands on your face or something, and you're just like, and then it's loose again. And then it would be like, oh I can God. see it's how like... funny the situation is, and it will be funny tomorrow. But today, I'm <laughs> very upset. It, you let it simmer for a while. It was just like the ridiculousness of the whole situation, and then watching him fucking fall down the stairs. I was like, what is happening? You could have put, like, yakety sacks to the whole thing, and just... <laughs> God, it would have fit so well. Hey, you, uh, guys should, should, uh, you guys should get indoor cameras, so that you can right. make sure they have SD cards, so you can continue to record and send us stuff that. like that. Seriously. <laughs> Ayla, do you remember, uh, do you remember Keith? The um, mouse? Yeah, maybe. You might, you, you might have been too young, like to remember Where? that. But like, uh, it was at the, it was at the. No, oh, I don't want to dox myself. But it's at the the house that our the red house. Yeah. Um. No, we had this. Uh, we were just. I. I can't. I remember we were all just like chilling in the living room once. We were all. This is. We were pretty young at this point. But like, uh, yeah, we were like watching a movie or something, and all of a sudden, like, I think either you or Talia like freaked out. Cause it's like you're like, oh my god, a mouse! And there's like this mouse just walking in through the front door, 
And like there was something <laughs> up with this mouse. I don't think it was all there because it's like its tail was poking like straight up in the air and it was just walking in. And everybody's like freaking out around it because there's this like big, you know, I think it might actually been a rat. But yeah, this like big rat walking in just like it fucking owns the place. And then so like I think I think her mom caught him in like a Pyrex dish and like went and threw him in the neighbor's yard or something like that. And then like a day later, <laughs> he showed back up again doing the exact same thing. I think he crawled into the door this time, but was just walking in with his tail poking straight up in the air like not worried at all that there's a bunch of people freaking out like a mouse. Hey, what's up, would. guys? Yeah, pretty much. He's like, yeah, I, I uh, noticed you threw me out in the neighbor's yard, so I'm I'm back now. That's a great <laughs> image. I don't really remember that, but that's hilarious. Just like, I yeah, have I a very clear right picture of it in my head. But yeah, I, no, he was just super chill. And then I think I think Grandpa uh, killed him with a pair of scissors or something. Oh, oh my fuck? god, Jesus! Yeah, she, she was kind of traumatized about it. No, too. what the fuck? What a dark <laughs> twist. Yeah, um, I know it's kind of a sad, sad ending to that story. You know, you know it, wow. here's scissors. scissors. Jesus. If I believed in reincarnation, I would say that that's Harley's origin story. What? Just walking in? No, I would say that mouse is Harley's origin story. Like that, that's that's his previous life just before being Harley. <laughs> that that just I mean, sounds like a Harley thing to do. Head. Like, he just woke up to being Harley, and he's like, "Yep, nothing's changed." Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Harley was a mouse, that's exactly how he, he'd just be like. You know, I yeah, I I know you guys put me outside, but like I smelled food when I was in here, so I was coming. I was I was just gonna see what was up with that. <laughs> yeah, was uh, Harley was a Hanoverian hound or something like that? Hanoverian hound, yeah, one of the Hanoverian, yeah, one of the last short legged like... ones before they bred out the short legs. <laughs> but he was like even long for a long legged dog. So yeah. it's just this. Well, it's funny because. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, my favorite story of Harley. Harley just kind of looked like a basset hound too, in a lot of ways, with the he short did. legs and stuff. So he's like this old, like dumpy basset hound. He's super cute, but like, uh, yeah, I remember like it's like he could barely like get up out of bed sometimes, and he just kind of shuffle around until he found a chocolate cake like four feet up on the counter and decided that he really wanted that chocolate cake and somehow got himself up onto the counter and ate like half of it. And then your dad was like freaking out, and had to take him to the vet or something, <laughs> and he was fine. And also yeah, somebody fed him chocolate cake once to try to kill him, and it just didn't work. <laughs> we only found out about that one later. <laughs> Who'd want to kill Harley? Yeah, what, what are these methods of killing? Scissors and fucking chocolate cake? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but also, it was not the first chocolate cake Harley had ever eaten, and it wasn't the most chocolate cake Harley had ever eaten. So, definitely wasn't the last immunity no. to chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> Spent five years developing an immunity <laughs> My body is a machine same... that only eats chocolate cake. Turns it into <laughs> no. shit. Also, keep in, in mind, a four-foot counter, and this dog is probably 12 inches at the top of his shoulder. Yeah, yeah and he, like, tops out at, like, you know, half a mile an hour when he runs. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Else? Oh, I was just going to say, in that same house, um, I remember, like, sitting on the ground with, like, my back to, the, like, the, like, my back leaning against the couch, and the cat ran through the back door and out the front door, like chasing a rat through the house and like ran so fast that the cat and the rat like ran like against the couch, like sideways before tearing oh out the front door. And like they ran so fast and the rat like walked across my hand and I was like, Ugh! by the time it was over, I was like, what the like fuck? Half a second too. Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Well, speaking of things trying to kill things, let's head on back. Speaking of things getting killed with a pair of scissors to the tannery where this flayed undead minion. abomination is. Can we call him filleted minion? Please. 
<laughs> this flayed undead abomination <laughs> is assailing Starlet Moonbow and Groth. And as this horrifying creature is wa walking, this network of bloody veins is extending from it, creating this bizarre web of flesh that is pulsing. And from behind this counter where this corpse has risen, a reanimated alchemist is lobbing bombs at you guys. And it is Groth's turn. Oh, oh shit, well, that was I might have been ready for that when we ended the last session, but shit. Um, <laughs> well, you, you had just uh, you done you prepped a spell or something, but I don't know if that made it into the episode. Oh, or not. I forgot. I was gonna remind you that you had a poem uh, in Jotun that you wanted to do something with, and I wrote it down, and that's that's all <laughs> I wrote down. Yeah, that's like four episodes ago, but. Shit. Yeah. Groth in the middle of this poem. bloody melee. You're you need like, a oh poem. shit, the poem. <laughs> that poem. Yeah. Slam poetry. <laughs> I just wanted to doing. say something before we went too far because it's in there. It's on a note. I wrote it down for some reason. So, yeah, so. I, I have it on a note too, but it's it's deep somewhere. So okay. I'll have to look at that. Okay, I just um, wanted to say it so that I know I said it. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think that Groth is going to go ahead and do something he doesn't usually do which is his dimensional assault move. That sounds interesting. I only get half my speed. Is 15 feet half of 25? Do you round up or down? Uh, I don't know if you round up or down. We'll round down. Round down, so it is not. Because Zatar is pointing down, so. <laughs> well, then Groth is not going to do his dimensional assault he is going to imbue his spell with uh ray of frost and he's gonna swing at this uh this creature next to him okay now i believe you have the choice of doing slashing or piercing last time you did piercing would you like to continue to do piercing damage to this flayed fleshy creature the flayed minion um, shut up, Zane. I heard that. <laughs> I think the piercing didn't do as much as you thought, though, right? It was something like that. He had, he had some kind of resistance to it. Um, the piercing had no resistance or weakness or any uh, effect. Oh, I could have sworn that you said that it did less than he thought it would, but okay. That's good if it didn't have any resistance to it. Then... Yeah, I will continue to do piercing. Okay. Roll to hit. Uh, 33. That is a hit. All right. Then that's going to be 17 normal damage. Okay. 12 cold damage. Okay, so you stab through the fleshy abdomen of this creature and this bluish frost spreads across the wound, freezing that chunk of flesh. And I think... Looks hurt? My, so, well... Uh, eh. Looks kind of uncomfortable, mostly. Yeah. Ow, dude! I think that my, uh... My third action will just be kind of pulling my sword out and uh, putting my fingers up to it 
closing my eyes for just a moment, concentrating and uh, taking the action to recharge my spell strike. Okay. Star, it is now your turn. Sorry, one clarifying question, because I don't exactly remember. This thing that's attacking us now is the thing that is on the table, right? Correct. The thing, and just to paint this scene again for you, you're sitting in the tannery, you have these bizarre array of stretched uh, hides that are being tanned. Some look animal and some look human. There are these bubbling, boiling braziers of incredibly hot liquid on each side of the tannery, as well as a rack that stretches out a dwarf uh, who looks very malnourished, very tortured. There's also several chests lying pushed up against the walls and weapons racks, as well as an array of tools likely used for nefarious reasons on this dwarf. So you tell me that the corkscrew is not like a feather tickler. Well, there's actually one of those like inverted back stretcher things. It's like really good for your lower lumbar in the corner. But other than that, I think, yeah, they're probably mostly torture stuff, right? Yes, correct. Exactly. There's also an elliptical <laughs> in the corner, too, that he's just the, a lot the of laundry hangs on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's really thought about like, you know, getting into it, but it's just not enough time in the day. Is yeah. there a boombox and or a leotard somewhere? There is a boombox, and it is repeatedly playing 80s pop hits, and the dwarf is going, No, 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 please. (laughs) All right. um, I'm going to do... I'm going to attack this nasty creature with Gouging Claw. Okay. Um, Let's see if I hit first. 22. That is a miss, unfortunately. Sweet. Um, <laughs> let's see if I can do anything else, because that was two, two actions. Can I, like, shove it away from me? Uh, sure, I'll let you do an action. That's probably something, right? Yeah. Contest athletics. Yeah, it's I'm under athletics. It. You have, yeah, have so... at least one hand free. You okay. probably have a hand free, I think. Athletics check against their fortitude DC. Yeah. Okay. 15. That is not enough, unfortunately. I'm going to stand here like an idiot and go, ah, stop, stop doing that to me. <laughs> this is pretty good. <laughs> Wait, let me pretty do it in the stars voice. Stop do his, doing do that his, to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This alchemist cowering behind this table is going to take a turn to come out of to uh, draw another bomb, come out of cover and throw it at you, Groth. I need some dice. No, you don't. Do you know? It misses. There, save me the trouble. Thanks, dude. I appreciate you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here we fucking go. Let's go. When Tanner's having a good time, you know we're all in I'm trouble. I'm fucking mad, and I'm ready to <laughs> butcher. If my cat won't kill, then I will. <laughs> oh, man. I think I fucking got you good. 33 to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crit. That is a crit. That is a crit. I thought it sure. might be. I assume if it's exactly three over my, or exactly 10 over my AC, right? 
Correct. Okay. Okay, so this is going to do double damage to you. That's good. Um, so this flask is hurled at you, and it's filled with this purple gas, and it hits you right in the shoulder and shatters as this gas just plumes out in this large crowd and uh, large cloud rather in fact even you star since you are right next are going to take three mental splash damage and groth because it is a crit um oh i rolled really well too oh no so you are going to take 28 mental damage. And then I don't think the splash damage is doubled. So take three splash damage and you're also frightened too as you breathe in these purple vapors and start to panic. And that is the creature's turn. On the exterior of this tannery, Cinder, Lafayette, and Bo. We last left you with a sinking feeling that something was not right. Wondering I... what is taking your companions so long. I think partially that, and I think also this is probably the first time that Cinder has really laid eyes on the tannery, and that Pergroth's explanation was kind of confirmed where Edwin is, which is the whole reason that she's here. So I think that she's definitely got her eyes locked on that, and um, we'll lean back to over to Bo. Bo, is that the tannery? Yeah, it looks looks like it. That's where they're keeping Edwin, and I think she also is just kind of like trying to listen or see if anything out of the ordinary is going on over there. Give me a perception check. Did we get uh? Cinder, uh, wait, your name's Cinder. Wait, that's your name, yeah. right? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Um, did we get Cinder stuff? We were looking no. for. Not yet. That was kind of why we were touring the camp. Okay. Uh, twenty-two on perception. Okay. I thought that we had done this check and that we got some got like a natural like I don't know I remember doing this part I thought. Well, Doing too a perception bad. on the yeah. uh, no because we were looking around for buildings and stuff that may look like uh places that they took that they would take like the gear that they took from all the uh, prisoners mm -hmm. with a 22 you take a moment sitting in silence just to try to focus on anything I think you hear breaking glass do with that information what you will We um, had also discussed, too, we know that that's where Star and Groth are going, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I figured, but I just couldn't remember totally if that had been part of the plan. Yeah, I think uh, Cinder, like, kind of turns her ear to that when she hears the breaking glass and says aside to Bo. Your friends seem to be taking a long time. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I think she'll kind of start heading that direction expeditiously, but maybe not. Like, there's no reason. 
I think that she feels like she needs to make a scene and start running over there yet. Okay. But definitely with a little hustle. Mm-hmm. Now, Bo, why don't you give me a perception check as well? 29. Okay. With a 29, as you guys are getting closer, you see this purplish gas coming, seeping from out the bottom of the tent. Go ahead and give me a crafting check. Me? Yeah. Crafting? You have alchemical crafting. Yeah. Um. Cinder doesn't see this. Cinder does not. Okay. How do I do that? You should, just like any other check. Oh, I see it. Okay, I didn't see it. Sorry. Ooh, that was really close to being one, but it's a 30 instead. <laughs> 30. <laughs> you recognize this immediately as being this wonderful word I cannot pronounce. Dread amp- ampule. 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 Dread ampule. <laughs> and with a 30, such a success, you know that this is a very potent, just based on maybe the scent of this gash, uh, uh, sharp, uh, sour gas, knowing that something is going wrong. Um, Bo is usually very composed, but you see his face just drop, and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> Meanwhile. Cinder. Okay, I, just to cap this scene off, I think Cinder probably doesn't know what's wrong, but understands what that look means, and she just says, let's get in there and draws her little dagger. Back in the tannery. This flayed creature, I believe you did properly identify it as an exorcian. Shut up, Zane. I did. I didn't say anything. (laughs) Yes, you did. I heard (laughs) it. I felt it. This creature is now focused exclusively on you. As Starlet, you have embarrassed yourself, swinging at it wildly like a lunatic. And this creature is going to hit you with its horrible, meaty fist. Well, it's going to try to hit you anyway. Does a 23 hit? Fuck you. Yes, it does. Not you. Groth. Oh, you said star. Oh, I said you oh. are no longer a threat, so it is targeting oh. Groth. Yes, it does hit. Okay, great. You are going to take 22 bludgeoning damage as this creature grabs you. And now, as it has you gripped, and it's you find this skinless hand surprisingly strong. It is going to spew necrotic blood all over you. Go ahead and give me a DC... I shouldn't tell you that. Give me a fortitude (laughs) save. (laughs) That was close. (laughs) I think I'm probably going to be okay. Uh, Nat 20. Nat 20. Okay. I will say with your natural 20, not only are you able to 
dodge out of the way of its vomiting blood, you also release yourself from its grasp, and it is going to go ahead and try to uh, hit you and grab you again. Natural 20. Fuck. (laughs) Oh no, my AC is 21 after the frightened effect. I'm okay. (laughs) Okay, excellent. (laughs) The second crit of the evening on Groth. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jesus. (laughs) Ooh, how much health do you have just out of curiosity? 11. You don't have to tell him that. You take 38 (laughs) points of bludgeoning damage. What'd you say, 11? I don't even know how to do that. You are now dying one. Good God. I'm sorry. You are dying two because you were brought down by a crit. Oh, wow. And at this very moment, in through the tent comes Bo. And Bo, you see this scene in front of you. You are quickly, in fact, actually, you probably don't absorb your surroundings very well. What you do see, however, is Groth get backhanded by this flesh creature, this horrible undead abomination, and the force of the blow puts this giant on the ground. What do you do? Hmm. One sec, I'm reading. What you reading? A book. Very smart. Very smart. Somewhere, somewhere in between. Harry smart. Harry smart. Harry, Harry Potter. It takes um, about. Okay. The joke has to get told three times usually for me to understand it. So that yeah, checks we know. out. We know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Groth, I'm just going to move you up here just for so I can see your token. I want to... <laughs> so I can watch you die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to try Radiant Heart of Devotion. Okay. But last time I thought about doing this, I realized that we're not all just inherently good creatures, so I'm hoping this will work well. Um, you just have to not be evil, right? Or does it only affect good creatures? I mean, neutral creatures can be affected. Okay. So. Okay, so um, who is good? So 20 foot emanation. Wait, let me look at the map. I just. Am I. Am I the blue? Yeah, or you no, are right me. behind Bo. Yeah. Er, uh, I'm Groth. behind myself. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> You're astrally projecting yourself behind yourself. <laughs> I have an out of body experience because this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Disassociating. Um, okay. Well. So the thing in the mid on the. Oh, wait, no, I see it. The, sorry, it's blending the background. Ruler. 20-foot emanation. Now, um, if you are to go over there, you potentially will take an attack of opportunity if this creature has one. I'm not moving out of its uh, area. No, you're moving... Th- if you move from one space, a threatened square to another, it'll take an attack of opportunity. It's not like D&D. Like, you can't just skirt around it. Um, maybe like a five foot step or something that allows you to do that, though. There's one action, but it yeah, it's one square, and she started behind Groth. Okay, so let me let me just do this little ruler. Okay, I could do it. I could just, I mean, theoretically, even stepping up to there might trigger it if it if it yeah. has one. But to be fair, in Pathfinder, most creatures do not 
Yeah, you could take the risk. I think I would, you could I think risk I would it. take the risk. Take the risk? Okay. Yeah. As you move, I check the character sheet to see if it has. <laughs> it checks its own character sheet to see if it's allowed yes. to attack you uh, or not. It does not have an attack of opportunity. Sweet. Well, let's spit on him <laughs> as you go by, because he's an asshole. Yeah. Okay, an and action. so... <laughs> what spell did you cast? I'm sorry. Radiant Heart of Devotion. Okay. Yes. So how does that look? I remembered that because it's a cool name. It's cool. Um... Well... According to the spell, it says your heart begins to glow with a radiance that fills the area with bright light. So I think that um, it's like hues of like red tones, kind of like smoke coming out from Bo's chest. And it's like deep, dark reds and some lighter smoky colors. Okay. All right, Groth, it would normally be your turn, but your initiative is going to move because you are downed. So, so are, when it's the other creature's turn, do I get to know how this affects them? Or I think it's safe to say these are evil creatures, so when it is their turn, they will have to roll a will save or be blinded for one round. Okay, just, okay good. Now, it is now... Star's turn. Star, are you a neutral, good, or evil creature? I believe I am in the good side. Okay. So you will receive a plus one bonus to your attack rolls and deal an additional 1d6 good damage. Okay. What are you doing? Trying to figure out what that means if I cast Electric Arc. It'll... Uh, that's a good that's a good it's, question. It's a saving throw. Basic reflex. I don't think this will add the bonus, because I think it's only strikes. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to... Oh, motherfucker. Do stupid shit in the middle of this podcast. Good. Um, I just deleted fucking electric arc off of my... (laughs) (laughs) Don't need that anymore, I guess. (laughs) Fucking garbage. I'll fix it. never use it again. (laughs) This is awful. Um, Okay. (laughs) I'm going to quick draw my... dagger. Okay. Uh, Your silver one. No, I'm gonna quick draw the bone dagger, I guess, and see how that works. I forgot you had two cool daggers. <laughs> All right. Okay. Roll to hit, and you get a plus one to your attack. A natural twenty. There it is. <laughs> I, I felt it coming. <laughs> okay, so. You're going to combat session. (laughs) This is yeah. Crit, crit, crit. Okay. So you are going to roll your damage. Now, first, uh, with your dagger. Hold on. 
do you know, does it say on there if you can choose between slashing or piercing? Um, it does not. It's piercing. Uh, okay, so this also, is... Also, I have Bane on this. This is versatile with slashing. So you can choose to do either slashing or piercing. You know okay. that piercing has no resistance and no weakness. Do you want to do sl- slashing or piercing? Mm, I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> could find a resistance or could find a weakness. That's true. Well, but... is there any reason that um, any one of those would not be optimal considering how it's responded to other attacks that Star would know. You have no idea. I think we've only done piercing damage to it because I I had said piercing the first time I did gouging claw on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do piercing because this is a good roll and I know that at least it's safe. Okay. So roll all your damage including a 1d6 good. The bane will not apply here because this is not an elf. Fair. Um, okay. And you're going to double all that damage. Okay, with, you said, roll the critical damage plus the 1d6, right? The 1d6 will get doubled as well. Okay. So roll all your damage and then double it. Math time. Wait, can I do this math in my head? I can. 68 damage. Holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So, I was really mad that he stopped fighting me because he thought I was weak. <laughs> so a 68 damage. You shove your dagger into its neck. And not only does blood spew out of it, the positive energy that is infused in your weapon sort of pops in his neck. And he is... He has a weakness to positive energy. So... Not only do you do 68 damage, you do 10 extra damage because of his weakness. 78. Is that enough? Get shit on, idiot. (laughs) It is spewing blood, and its veins have been... And the the fibers of the muscle have been torn apart to a point where his, uh, his head is almost decapitated. He is still standing, but very, very hurt. You still have two actions left. Woo! Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to go in for another uh, another round of uh, Secondary follow-up whack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another trip straight to Pound Town. <laughs> Probably not going to hit him, do Piercing or slashing for this one? We'll do slashing if it hits, um, which okay. I don't think it does because it's 16. That is a miss. You have one yeah. final action. Yeah. Gonna give it one more go. Hope for the best. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Can you say I didn't do that one? <laughs> nope. It's a natural one. It is. Oh, this is just all over the place. Yeah, you win some, <laughs> you lose some, A series of highs and lows. <laughs> I think with your natural one, it doesn't manifest any more than you just whiff and completely miss. And I think you're just kind of taken aback by sinking this dagger into this thing how much damage it did and the potency (laughs) of this infusion from Bo's prayer yeah 
now. Maybe maybe Star wasn't expecting it to do to help her at all because she doesn't view herself as a good person. <laughs> well, I was say like I like it, I like to think you you tried to do the thing where you like go to swing three times, but the thing dies on the first, and so you just like half-ass the next two hits, and then you're just like, oh shit, shit, wait, it's a light. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> at this point, Cinder, you have joined into the fray. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Cinder's just processing everything, all the visual information that she's getting all of a sudden right now. Um, I'm going to use uh, free action expeditious inspection uh, to recall knowledge on probably not, not the most obvious threat, but the one that stands out to her, which is the uh, the alchemist. Okay. Give me a religion check. It's going to be a 28. Okay. Wow, 28. Okay, uh, so that is good. So this is a Icor Slinger, a undead that has risen where in life they had a... Um, a is this the right word? Affluency? Uh, affluence? What, they're like, they're, they're fluent in something? Yeah, or yeah they, they had an affluency in... Uh, alchemy, like a, they okay. had an intimate knowledge of the inner workings of the alchemical properties of things, and they it has manifested in an evil way upon their resurrection. Now, you also know that these Icor Slingers deal in very mysterious, dangerous ingredients, but you are well versed enough to not have fallen or rolled well enough, enough rather, to not have fallen for the mystery ingredients. Likely, I think, you believe the danger here is from how you guys are grouped up, and likely this creature is going to keep throwing alchemical bombs here with splash damage that could hurt all, if not most of you. Okay. As um. well as, of course, this is a undead, so it is... It heals from negative effects. It's immune to death effects, disease, paralyzed, poison, and unconsciousness. Okay. And then um, with that expedition inspection as well, do I see Edwin? Yes. You see Edwin Ironhands. Lieutenant Edwin Ironhands still alive behind her. Okay. Um, Yes. Cinder rushing into the room probably hopping over Groth's dying body. Excuse <laughs> um, me? Yep, pardon me. Just yells out, uh, we need to keep pressure on that thing! And, like, gesturing towards the horrible creature in the middle of the room. And she's gonna hop over and run up to it and try to just keep its attention, hopefully, without getting fucked up. And, um, gonna devise a stratagem on the way over. Okay. Which is a I just roll a d20. Can I please just roll a d20? 1d20. There we go. Nine. Sweet. Um. Yeah. Uh, with a device stratagem, do I have to use that roll? No, I don't think so. You can also add your. Hold on a second. Let me read this. Choose creature. You see. You must use the roll. Yeah, you have oh, to okay. use it. But then I can sense. still make a second. I can still make a second attack, though, if I need to. Sure. Um, I can also. Quick question. Uh, would this creature be the subject 
of a lead that Cinder's pursuing since it has to do with freeing her friend? Sure, I could say that. That would be a free action to do your device strategium then. Uh, what was that? Sorry, I was reading. Uh, if you're aware that the creature you're devising a strategium against has to do with the lead you're pursuing, it can be a free action. Oh. Yeah, and I was arguing that since you're trying to, your point is freeing your friend here. So can you, is, is there no limit to free actions you can do on your turn? Do we know this? I assume not, based on I the mean, way I mean, I'd free. assume it would be with within reason. <laughs> right. No, I want to spam a one-word I mean, sentence forever. You can't, you can't talk for an hour during your turn, even though it's a free action. <laughs> You can only use one free action per trigger. So if you have multiple free, oh, I see what you're saying. No, uh, yeah, you could you could do that for sure. Okay, so, if you so that was a free action then. Yeah, so you have a stratagem. Yeah. Okay, and to clarify, cool. so if you had another it. reason to have a free action on that same turn, you would also get that free action, right? Yeah, That's as long as it's not trigger. the same trigger. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, Cinder's. Uh, Motivations are just to put pressure on this thing, so she's just gonna attack it uh, twice. Okay, roll to hit. And I think while she's doing this too, she's also yelling back to the group to, you know, spread out, don't group up. Can I please roll this? I've forgotten everything. Okay, so the first one's probably going to be a miss because it's only like a 12 or something. Definitely a miss. Okay. Second attack. 19 also probably a miss uh did you say this creature is flat-footed to somebody it's uh, oh yeah uh it's flat-footed to i'm just gonna say i get to pick somebody i'm just gonna say bow okay and are you a good creature or no sorry it's not going to be because that requires me to hit it with that uh device stratagem attack, oh, okay. which i did not um i uh cinder is a neutral character oh Okay, yeah. so actually, real quick, roll a will save. Even for neutral? Yeah, yeah. that's what I said earlier. It does affect <laughs> neutral. It can affect neutral. Interesting. And not can, it does affect neutral. Is a 21 a fail, I assume, against your DC bow? Uh, 20, wait, yeah, 25. Okay. Oop. So what does it do to a neutral character? Bro? I'm not giving the best impression to Cinder at all. <laughs> um, I thought okay. it just did nothing to neutral characters. That's kind of fucked up that it like... We, yeah, we literally must... have ran into this before. Yeah. I know, yeah. I, I used I it before ran. and I don't know, that was Star not close enough to know what Star ended up being then? But it only helped. I didn't. Kiara in the time. Yeah. Must succeed, uh, will save, or be dazzled for a round. Okay. God. So you're dazzled, so... Doesn't that sound fun? All (laughs) creatures and objects are concealed from you, so essentially... Well, I missed anyway, so whatever. (laughs) Yeah, okay, it doesn't really affect this round, but yeah. Uh, And then I think at the end of your turn, that dazzled condition will go away. If, um... If Cinder gets attacked by anything, though, is that gonna is that gonna come up? No. Okay. At the end of your turn, the desert it'll go away. Okay. Um, but it is now this alchemist's turn. That was all your actions, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this alchemist is going to. Do 
draw a vial, a very thin, long vial of this viscous green liquid. And then in her other hand, she is going to punch you, uh, Cinder. Elegant. Yep. Does a 23 hit. Ooh, just barely misses. Okay, good, because she would have <laughs> grabbed you and then... <laughs> done unsavory things with that vial yeah, or right. what I can only assume is Joe Rogan supplements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with her final action, she's going to try to attack and grab you again, but misses again. Good. It is a good thing that you have put pressure on her because throwing a bomb and doing some splash damage to Groth would uh, potentially seal his fate. <laughs> But it is now well, Groth's technical question too. Throwing stuff is like a ranged attack, so like it's also subject to uh like if you have somebody within melee range threatening you, does that confer any kind of like detrimental effect? I, I know it did in D and D, obviously. Yeah, I don't know that it does in Pathfinder. It might give cover potentially if you're in the way. But... Yeah, I don't entirely no. I know that if you have an interact or if you uh, have an attack of opportunity it could trigger it mm-hmm. mm. but uh, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Sure. But it is now Groth's turn. Groth you are dying too. So you have to make a recovery check. Now I will say just so everybody is on the same page here if you critically fail this check you will permanently die. Yeah. All right. So, it is a flat check. The DC is 10 plus your dying value, which is 2, so 12. Now, do you have any hero points? Or uh, rerolls? I don't have <laughs> any rerolls. Okay. <laughs> Been a little stingy with them there lately, Tanner. Okay. Also, just to defend myself, as I was thinking about this the other day, because Latara was talking about getting re-rolls at the beginning of the session. That's based on a four-hour, three to four-hour D&D session. You play for an hour at a time in this, so it would be broken if I gave well, you... Well, every, every four every, episodes? Every other recording session. Every <laughs> four episodes. I think I give out one for everybody every three to four episodes. I think that's... Sometimes, but I think I we think haven't gotten sometimes. any since, like, that uh, storm giant thing that we fought maybe also, here. Not to play teacher's pet here, uh, but uh, Groth and Star did just run into a combat encounter with a pretty, like, high threat of an enemy by themselves. So. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that, did do that. Hit. Yeah. this isn't justified if he does die, but... <laughs> okay, so, I mean, really, are we going to see Groth's corpse here, is what I'm... Maybe. That's a good question. Death is not the end. Flat check. Unless we all die. DC 12. You have to roll a 12 or higher. Well, I rolled a natural one. Did, did you really? I did. You Nobody has any shit. fucking Oh, things? shit. <laughs> you can't give it to him. That was... I thought you could. Nope. Nope. Well, uh, game over. We should just end the campaign. For real, <laughs> <it> fucking sucks. <laughs> we lost Groth. Groth. I didn't have a brand, right? <laughs> we got I to the part I where I got that. I was totally thinking that, like, we find out that he has a brand hiding somewhere on him. 
You can't. <laughs> I mean, it happened. There's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, you could give him, you know, DM's favorite advantage. <laughs> One last try. Happened to find a, a revivify scroll or whatever in this room. <laughs> in this room full of torture weapons. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you got to bring him back after they die so you can keep torturing him. In this tannery, surrounded by evil and death, Groth, you lie on the floor, your giant corpse laying in a pool of its own blood. As you cough and spurt a little bit more blood onto the ground, The last thing you see is your home. The place it used to be. The sun is shining, shimmering off the snowy peaks of the Kravnox. The forge is hot, and your face has no mask. Atop this anvil, you are working on something, hammering it. Looking at it, you examine it, put it over the sun, and the light shines through the eye holes of this antlered mask that feels familiar, very familiar. And you feel content, but you hear a whisper in your head. To the rest of you, this final cough that Groth lets loose and spatters blood onto the ground is the last breath of air your friend takes. And his corpse vanishes instantaneously mm. as this antlered mask rumbles on the ground like a plate dropped from a table. And all that is left of your friend is this mask in a pool of his blood. And we'll see you guys next time. What the fuck? On the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Fuck! <laughs> I guess I'll judge oh, propose. Uh, I knew that was going to happen, so but sorry. I didn't know that uh, in one round I was going to go from full health to dead. <laughs> Man, that sucks. I'm sorry, Groth. Are you happy with yourself, Brand Tanner? Yeah. All your fucking pent-up rage at your cat? You're just killing This is not my fault. This is my cat's fault. He named <laughs> no, this place the Tannery because he knew that's where he'd get what he wanted. Oh, shit. <laughs> Well, all right, that changes things one. up a little bit. Sorry, Groth. Sorry, I uh, deleted <laughs> my recording. We have to. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, so did I. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.